Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky, self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hello, hello, and welcome back. All right, for those who know me, you know I'm slightly obsessed with personal development, time management, and organization. I think that anytime I had an employee review, I never received a perfect score on anything, but I've always received the highest marks in organization and time management. And I'm actually laughing at this because a few weeks ago, my husband and I moved into a new house and my dad took this as an opportunity to bring up boxes of stuff that had been stored at my parents' house. And holy cow, it was a trip down memory lane. Within one of the boxes was all of my report cards from elementary school and middle school. And I decided that I was not going to keep any of this stuff, that it was time to just throw it out. But before I did, I sat down and looked at everything. And there were a few common themes that I found throughout the years. So number one, I tended to talk a lot, like maybe too much. And in hindsight, I was definitely that kid who was always getting moved to the back seat in the class so that I'd be less of a distraction to the other kids. So to my fourth grade teacher who told me I talked too much, I wish you could see me now. I am literally making a living out of talking to people. So thank you for the encouragement. Number two, I was apparently not very interested in gym class because I tended to forget my tennis shoes almost every week. In my last year of elementary school, Mrs. Kowalski literally just wrote shoes in all caps and nothing else. And then number three, apparently I was not good with time management. And it might have had something to do with how much trouble I was getting in for talking, but I think that's all an assumption at this point. All of this is to say that I think people can change over time. And as I looked through my report cards, some of my biggest struggles as a kid are now some of my greatest strengths. So I was thinking about how to talk about this with all of you today and What came to mind is a quote that kind of flipped the way that I do things. And it reads, what got you here won't get you there. So said another way, if you find yourself stuck, stop doing what has worked in the past. Now this sounds counterintuitive and it's against our nature, but it can work. We get validation from our past attempts that work for us. And we can unknowingly assume that repeating those behaviors will get us more of that validation, but that's not always the case. One way that I like to think of this is that sometimes we don't know what we don't know. So 
as an analogy, I once wanted to be able to take really nice photos. Now, this was before cell phone cameras are what they are today. Back in 2010, if you wanted to take a beautiful picture, you needed a DSLR. So I bought a used one from a friend in college. When I got the camera, I was immediately taking better pictures than I could with my phone, but there was a learning curve. I didn't know what I didn't know. Eventually, I became more acquainted with the features of my camera, and I started to bump up against challenges that could not be overcome. Essentially, I hit the limits of what my camera was capable of, mainly that I needed better ISO in order to shoot low-light shots. In this example, I couldn't keep doing the same thing with the same camera over and over again and hope to get different results. I needed a new way of doing things, and that was when I decided it was time to get a better camera body. Now, we can find ourselves in similar situations at work. I'll be honest, like working late hours and going the extra mile got the attention of regionals in my corporate office. My name was everywhere, and I wanted people to see what I could accomplish, and Doing all of those extra things absolutely worked to get me out of leasing and into management. However, you can only put in so many hours before you start to bump up against your own limitations. And in most cases, that's time and energy. It's too easy to fall into the trap of thinking that I quote unquote don't have time and or that the only way to get ahead is to keep giving the company more and more of your time and energy. Again, when we get positive rewards or validation from our past efforts, it makes sense why our brains would assume that more of that past action will get me more of what I want. But you can't create more time or energy out of thin air. I see so many amazing people who are bumping up against their own limitations at work, limitations that sometimes you just can't even control. And instead of looking for new ways of doing things, they're telling them things. They're telling themselves things like, maybe I'm just not cut out for this, or maybe it was silly to think that I could make it to the next level. And that kills me because there's some of the most talented people out there. And instead of realizing they're in a state of growth, they're just telling themselves they're not capable or cut out for this. And I guess to some degree, they're right. They're not capable of getting what they want with their current methods of getting things done. But what they can't see is that they are actually 100% capable of achieving their goals so long as they're open to changing the way they do things. Now, here's the challenge. Typically, we don't like change. And trying new things or ways of being can be scary. I'll give you an example. Um, I was taking my first attempts at time blocking, and it was a hot mess. Many managers think that time blocking isn't possible for people in property management, but I disagree. It took a lot of trial and error, but eventually I was able to get time blocking to work for me. 
For those who aren't familiar, time blocking is a time management system where you block out specific times for all of your tasks. Essentially, you make appointments on your calendar with yourself to complete specific things. Now, without going into too much detail, all I have to do is say the words tenants, owners, and vendors, and you can understand why many people in property management throw time blocking out the window before they even try it. But I'm telling you, it was pretty life-changing for me in my career. Like I mentioned earlier, oftentimes we come up upon our own limitations. When working all of those extra hours and putting in the extra time was no longer getting me to the next level, I needed something different. And that something was time blocking. What got me to where I was at that point was being extremely responsive. I was quick to reply and quick to turn projects around. But as I rose to different levels, all of those quick replies came at the expense of doing solid, focused work. Because I was someone who was constantly reacting to my workday, I was killing a lot of energy switching from task to task. If you recall from our last episode, anytime we change what we're focused on, we cause our brains to blur, to blurn, <laughs> to burn up more glucose. And glucose is what you need in order to stay focused. The continual task switching drained me physically and emotionally. My constant responsiveness was now becoming a liability instead of an asset. Because I wasn't making time for quality focused work, the quality of my work was lackluster. And to make matters worse, I was losing my shit with my family and friends. For example, my parents had come up to visit me and had rented a hotel room for the evening. I had not seen them in months and I was pushed to my limits at work. I got a phone call from a tenant and if my memory serves me, I believe it was well after seven or 8 PM. And I answered the call while I was talking to the tenant. My dad started up a side conversation with my mom and I couldn't hear the person on the phone. I put the phone on hold and I lit into my parents. Like you would not believe it's a moment that when I think of, I still shudder. My constant responsiveness at work resulted in some pretty intense reactivity with my loved ones. And I'm not the only one who has been here. We all do this. When I think about that time, it's definitely not a moment that I'm proud of. But I also have a lot of compassion for myself because at that time, I did not know what I did not know. Sitting in that hotel room, what I didn't know was that being so readily available to everyone and everything was slowly killing me. <laughs> what got me there was no longer going to be able to get me to my next destination. Enter time blocking. It wasn't easy, but something told me deep down that if I was going to survive this industry, that I needed to stop being so chained to every notification that went off. Luckily, I was right, and I started finding new ways to prioritize and set myself up with a great environment to do my best work. 
Now, do not get me wrong. This sounds like a success story on the outside, but to be honest, some of my colleagues were not excited about my new way of doing things. Later on in my career, this was years after I first started putting time blocking into place, um, I decided to up the ante and I committed to only checking email three times a day. Um, I love when I'm at in-person speaking events and I mentioned this to people, like watching people's reactions and facial expressions is so much fun. It's this mix of like, this woman is a load of shit all the way to like, yes, tell me how to do this because I need it. And (laughs) it seemed like impossible at the time that you could really schedule out when you're going to check your emails, but you can't. And once I got the hang of it, the craziest thing happened. I was assigned a bigger portfolio. And like I mentioned, not everyone was thrilled with it. The first week that I was testing out time blocking my emails, RPA would constantly walk down to my office and pop her head in and say like, are you okay? Did you see that email? And after a while, I think it started to annoy her that she sometimes had to wait for me to respond. But again, in hindsight, it's so clear that when I focused 100% on my high-level tasks and actually stayed focused on them until they were done, that I was more available to my team and to my tenants because my mind was no longer swimming around in these tasks that weren't completed. Now, let me be clear. This podcast is not about trying to get people to time block. There are hundreds of ways to manage your time. And I'll be honest, time blocking isn't for everyone. This episode is simply about coming to terms with yourself. If you're feeling stuck or like you're not getting where you want, it's time to evaluate what got you to where you are and revisit if that is still working for you. Some of what has worked for you in the past will continue to work for you until the day you retire. But most property managers are dealing with changing teams, changing properties, and changing ownership groups. All of these are ecosystems. And each time there is a change, we can't always be sure that what worked in the past is going to work in the future. In the example of time blocking, I didn't like change and my teams don't like change either. But if you find yourself stuck in your career, you have to be willing to change because the alternative is continuing to do what you're currently doing. And because of that, you're going to stay where you currently are. Success is tied to your willingness to change and adapt. I once worked with the person who was 20 plus years my senior, who was clearly frustrated that they seemed to be stuck in the position they were in. They frequently talked about all the things they could be doing and all the things that they knew from their quote unquote years in the industry. But this same individual will often hide behind the guise of, well, I'm not someone who likes change and, or I don't do well with change. Little changes to procedures would set this person off. And I don't doubt that they had the capacity to be a GM. In fact, I fully agreed and sincerely believed 
that when they explain all the things that they could be doing, that they could in fact do those things, but they weren't willing to change. And that kept them stuck right where they were and where they still are today. The people who have climbed the ladder while still maintaining a life outside of work aren't special unicorns who have something that you don't. They're normal people who understand that they have to keep changing and adapting as the situation calls for it. They're honest with themselves and remind themselves that this job is meant to be challenging. And I think this is the crux of it all. We can make false assumptions that other managers have it easier or that they're just better than us in some way. But I'm here to tell you that they're not. They're just willing to feel the discomfort and stress that this job requires. So here's the thing. If you're finding yourself stuck and feeling negative emotion within your career, you might as well open up to change (laughs) because change is uncomfortable. But the difference here is that if you're going to have to feel uncomfortable either way, you might as well give yourself a shot by making it better and trying something new. All right. If any of this resonated with you, and if you're looking for support, come and sign up for a free call. We offer a free one-on-one coaching session so that you can test out if coaching is right for you. And if you're interested, you can sign up for a group coaching program. There is literally no commitment. I fully understand if it's not something that you want to go through. And if you decide that you won't hear from us again, but I have to tell you that I absolutely love this work. I love helping people find their roadblocks and create all of these aha moments. If you're interested, just pop on over to our website and click get free coaching in the top right corner. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, there may or may not be availability. So hop on over and grab your spot while they're still here. That's anahavlyana.com. That's A double N A J A V is in vacancy E double dot com. Talk to you next week. I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.